the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Five, four, three, two, one. Time now for Dr. Health Radio, radio's original health news magazine, bringing you the latest information on medicine, nutrition, fitness and wellness, and now in its 33rd year. Your host of Dr. Health Radio is health expert David Snow, who's not a doctor and While most of David's guests are doctors or authorities in their areas of expertise, they do not diagnose or prescribe on the air. If you have a condition or illness that requires medical attention, see a health professional. The information contained in this program is for educational and entertainment purposes only. And now, your host of Dr. Health Radio, the snowman himself, David Snow. (laughs) Here's a... uh... It is a cartoon, but it's uh, in the OR, and uh, the the patient on the on the gurney is uh, about to have heart surgery, and there's a group of doctors crowded around, and the head surgeon says, since it's almost certain you'll need another bypass in 10 years, we were wondering if we could implant this small time capsule in you <laughs> as a gesture of goodwill to the surgeons who will be working on you 10 years from now. <laughs> well, we want to help you bypass the bypaths. Uh, both now and 10 years from now or longer, hopefully. And uh, we'd like to welcome you to our annual heart show on Dr. Health Radio, where we will be discussing matters of the heart, yours in particular, on this special edition of the program. We kick off American Heart Month here on the Healthiest Hour on Radio, and we wish you a good morning and good weekend, and uh, welcome to the program. This is the snowman, David Snow, keeping you cool and healthy as we do it each and every week at this time here on the program And we thank you so very much for joining us and making us a part of your weekend, which we always hope to make strong and healthy with the information we have for you this morning. Today on the show, Dr. Zia Khan, cardiologist and president of the American Heart Association's Hawaii Division, joins us. Uh, He maintains his practice at the Queens Hospital in Honolulu and will be joining us from there in just a few minutes talking about all matters of the heart, whether it's... um, prevention or treatment or some of the signs and symptoms of a heart attack, what you can do to make sure that you and your loved ones uh, increase your chances of survival should you have a heart attack. We'll talk about that, talk about CPR, the latest drugs and surgical procedures for heart heart disease and um, everything in between. So uh, Dr. Zia Khan coming up in just a few minutes after some news you can use. When or what do you do... When your heart gets the flu, well, you know, winter is flu season, of course, and the virus can affect every part of your body, including your most vital organ, which we're going to talk to uh, Dr. Khan about in just a few minutes. But the risk of dying from a heart attack increases by a third during outbreaks of the flu and related respiratory diseases. This is from the University of Texas Health Science Center. Now, the flu virus can put you or put your heart at risk because of the inflammatory response. That's one, one thing that uh, viruses do is they cause inflammation. Uh, and when the flu virus activates this response, 
the uh, inflammation can spread throughout the body, blood vessels expanding and contracting and, um, you know, it can, it can exacerbate or, or cause a heart attack. Uh, now, previously stable plaque and artery walls can rupture, you know, from inflammation, uh, and that could result in a blood clot and heart attack. Uh, and if you're at risk of heart disease, there's, there's you know, some concern there. Um, and um, so here's, here's a way to make sure that your heart never catches the flu, and that is, well, of course, there's um, vaccinations which have varying uh, degrees of success. But mainly staying, staying hydrated when you're sick, that's very important because the inflammatory response naturally thickens the blood, and that promotes clotting. Uh, and so when fever and vomiting and, or diarrhea, if you have that, uh, they deplete your fluid levels and your heart has to work harder to pump blood. And, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons for high blood pressure in people that have it chronically is they're just dehydrated. They have chronic dehydration. And, you know, the less, less water volume you have in your system, you're going to naturally have higher blood pressure. Uh, also, um, Taking zinc supplements can help because that's an antiviral uh, mineral and uh, that slows the replication of the virus in the nose and throat. Also, uh, clear, uh, which is a good sinus remedy uh, that increases or it uh, decreases the population of of the disease-causing bacteria in the, in the nasal passages. Uh, the saline and xylitol uh, help to um, reduce the multiplication or uh, replication, rather, I should say, of uh, viral particles in the nasal passages. Also testing for CRP, the C-reactive protein, that tells the uh, your doctor and, and you as well the degree of underlying inflammation in the body. So that's an important heart attack predictor. All right? So, uh, and of course, there's natural anti-inflammatories too. Noni, ginger, turmeric, omega-3 fatty acids, which we're going to talk about next week. Uh, with a guest expert on nutritional aspects for heart health. All right, let's talk about vaping. Uh, I'm going to talk about smoking and then uh, drinking or or talking about alcohol. Uh, This comes from American Greed, and um, it's a very interesting, it was a a television show uh, not too long ago that I saw, and it talked about how the vaping industry came from zero to billions, tens of billions of dollars in just a very short period of time, uh, I won't get into the history of it, but um, let's see. Uh, there are now 1 billion smokers in the world, not not 1 billion vapors, but uh, smokers. And the Juul cartridges that you see advertised or that you see in all the stores, they deliver three times the nicotine of e-cigarettes. And uh, in June of 2015, they started marketing, uh, marketing it. And, I mean, it just went, you know, like in 20. Let's see, 2015, uh, they hit the marketplace. 2016, they did 60 million in sales. 2017, 200 million. And 2018, it was a billion dollars. They they went by up by five times of what they did the year before. So anyway, looking historically at nicotine uh, addiction before vaping, you might uh, remember some of the TV commercials for those of you old enough to, uh, I'm not that old, but uh, they had... TV commercials on on the fact that more doctors smoke camels than any other cigarette, uh, and even the Flintstones, the TV cartoon characters, uh, they had you know Fred Flintstone has shown endorsing I think was it Winston cigarettes, and uh, there was an actual commercial f- with with the cartoon character smoking. So 
Anyway, it's uh, pervasive in our society. All right. And then let's uh, switch from alcohol to um, and how it affects the heart. I mean, uh, vaping and how it affects the heart. And we'll talk to Dr. Khan on that as well. But uh, alcohol and your ethnicity, this is very important. Now, if you're an East Asian or of uh, Southeast Asian descent, your ancestry, you're probably familiar with the Asian glow. And that's the flushing response that you get from just one or two drinks, uh, anything, any alcoholic beverages. And that turns your face and body a beet red as if you've gotten sunburned. Well, the reason for this is genetics. It's an inherited deficiency in, with an enzyme that breaks down alcohol and your body won't get into aldehyde, uh, I think it's uh, dehydrogenase. Uh, but it affects 8% of the world's population, which is millions and millions of people. So it's not such a rare genetic variant. And while that Asian glow may be embarrassing, it could also be life-threatening because, according to Stanford scientists, their research found that these so-called flushing, or the flushing gene, as they call it, uh, might those with, with this gene might have a higher risk of heart disease, and that's because the gene variant causes blood vessel inflammation, again, inflammation uh, in response to alcohol consumption. So uh, study authors emphasize the harmful effects that occur even after just modest alcohol consumption, as in one drink, folks. So if you're of Asian or Southeast Asian descent, you want to be aware of this. That means that any amount of alcohol is potentially dangerous if you have, uh, especially if you have a family history of heart disease or personal history of it, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. Uh, So just be aware of that. And even if you're not Asian or no matter what your ethnicity is, alcohol is still a problem for everyone else, assuming that you have a heart and liver and all your other vital parts and body organs, and uh, they're all affected by alcohol. Let's just take weight, for example, as just one example. Not only is alcohol chock full of calories, as we've mentioned on the show before, seven calories per gram, which is liquid calories, which makes it much easier to overconsume or ingest more than you, than you need. Uh, but on top of that, many alcoholic drinks contain sweeteners. Can you say sugar, which is four calories per gram, and that adds up to even more calories. But wait, there's more. Remember that... Alcohol is mainly metabolized in the liver, right? So that's where fat is also metabolized. So alcohol is going to slow down your absorption of, or uh, metabolism rather, of fat and fat storages, which can lead to weight gain. So you can still have alcohol. I'm not uh, saying you need to be a teetotaler like me, but just have it for something significant, a celebration or an occasional um, uh, indulgence, not, not a glass every night with dinner, for goodness sake. Uh, treat alcohol as you do a sugary dessert, you know, a once-in-a-while indulgence. Okay? All right, just uh, three minutes left in the shows, or in this segment, rather, not in the show. Uh, let's see, do I have time for obesity? You know, I'm going to save this article because it's so important uh, to uh, go into detail on this. Obesity is more of a risk factor, or more than a risk factor, I should say, for heart attacks. It's linked to over 50 life-shortening conditions, and We'll get into that next week. I'm going to save that important article. Hey, um, attention for our Tampa, Florida listeners. Would you like to be smarter this weekend? Who wouldn't, right? Well, stop by Abby's Health and Nutrition because Victor, the owner over there at Abby's, he's just created a new smoothie. I had it just the other day. It's delicious and nutritious uh, at their cafe eat restaurant at Abby's Natural um, or, uh, Health and Nutrition. The Brainiac. 
I'm not kidding. It's um, almond milk. Let's see what else. Uh, bananas, blueberries, and or as some health experts say brain berries. Uh, the Brainiac smoothie also contains uh, MCT coconut oil. That's for brain boosting benefits. The MCTs are the medium chain triglycerides. Has walnuts for your omega threes. Lion's mane medicinal mushroom extract, which studies show does have a positive effect on brain health. So the Brainiac smoothie for our Florida listeners only at Abby's. Tampa's Health and Nutrition Headquarters. They're open now until uh, 9 p.m. tonight on Saturdays. All right, uh, let's see. Let's go to the fitness file. Why is it so important to be physically active? Well, a study, and this was in the Annals of Internal Medicine, they say on average Americans spend 77% of their waking hours sitting or being otherwise inactive. That's more than 12 hours out of a 16-hour waking day. And uh, this has to do with dead butt syndrome. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm serious. This is, this is actually a, a clinical condition. Uh, researchers at, uh, let's see, this was in the journal Progress in Cardiovascular Diseases. They say being sedentary has been linked to long-term health concerns like cardiovascular disease, diabetes, and even premature death. Well, so what is dead butt syndrome? It's a very real condition that's associated with sitting too long. Your butt develops amnesia. And we'll get in more into this in uh, next week's show. But uh, uh, let's see. This was, um, if I can uh, surmise or uh, compress this and crystallize it, occurs when you have weak, underused, and underdeveloped uh, gluteus muscles or gluteal muscles. Uh, and uh, that's going to cause all kinds of problems. Uh, the big cause of dead butt syndrome is a lack of activation of those muscles. So get up and move around. And, you know, it, just because you... you uh, work out for an hour a day. If you do nothing, you know, you sit at a desk for the other eight hours, that's not good. All right, we will be back with more information for your good health with Dr. Zia Khan right after this here on our Heart Health Special Edition of the program. Stick around. Mom's early Alzheimer's diagnosis was hard to take. And when I left the oven on, We decided together that it was time to see a doctor and make a plan. Early detection gave us more time to seek out information and support as a family. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. For more information, visit alz.org slash time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. You remodel your kitchen, you remodel your bathroom. Now, remodel your gut. That's right, your gut. Any successful remodel job requires workers to show up with the necessary tools and ready to work. Well, it's just like that with probiotics. They need to come with prebiotics to encourage growth, as well as postbiotics to nourish the gut. And Dr. O'Hara's probiotics do just that. Dr. O'Hara's is the only probiotic capsule that contains a rich nutritional prebiotic, along with a full spectrum of 12 selected probiotic strains and naturally derived postbiotics. During a three-year fermentation process, Dr. O'Hara's probiotics create healthy, organic nutrients and the diversity of flora that are necessary for long-term digestive health. So remodel your gut today with the right workers. Get Dr. O'Hara's probiotics online as well as Vitamin Shop, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and natural health retailers nationwide today. 
Noni has been used by Polynesians and Hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant. Now our new products bring the power of noni fruit to you in a pleasant to use form. Noni fruit leather is made from pure, organic, unfermented fruit and offers relief for many health problems inside and out. Our soothing lavender noni lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. Noni fruit leather and lavender noni lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our noni lotion and fruit leather for improved health and energy. Welcome back to the program. David Snow on your radio. Knowledge is power, and we give you the knowledge of health to be a more powerful person. Here on Dr. Health Radio, where ER stands for educational radio, so you can better avoid having to ever go to the ER, which our next guest is very familiar with. He is Dr. Zia Khan, a clinical cardiologist and medical director of Queens Hospital's Heart Physician Practice in Honolulu. Dr. Khan is also a graduate of Tulane University School of Medicine and is the current president of the American Heart Association's Hawaii Division. He joins us today to help us kick off American Heart Month, as he did last year for us. And we welcome him back to the Dr. Health Radio microphones this morning. Good morning, Dr. Khan. How the health are you? I'm doing great, David. Thank you for having me. You know, David, I was watching the pilot episode of ER last night just because I was oh, really? on that. Okay. Yeah. And there was a and it was pretty intense and there was an episode of CPR. I guess we're gonna talk about that, but definitely I, I wanna ask you about that. Yeah. Um First of all, before we get into it, that, that was one of my next questions. But the the first question right off the bat is, um, uh, you know, as far as aging and heart disease, why do 50-year-olds deal with heart heartache better than younger wow. people? I don't know. The answer, <laughs> know. the answer is because at that age or older, everything hurts. <laughs> no. Good answer. Sorry, I remember but, that when my patients. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, with more than 350,000 cardiac arrests every year, Dr. Zahn, um, give us a survival stats and some things that we can do to increase our survival if we ever happen to be in that predicament. Yeah, unfortunately, it's uh, the uh, out-of-hospital arrest survival rate, even with EMS, is about 9%. And then if you, that number includes, it increases, if you know how to do CPR properly, you can triple somebody's chances of survival in out-of-hospital cardiac arrest, and um, and that's very important. And so, um, but overall, the rate's pretty low for survival. But again, you can triple it. And so, for every person that undergoes CPR, it matters. So, not looking at the whole thing, but just for each individual. If you know CPR, you can triple that person's chance of survival that you see while you're walking around, or it could be a family member. And so, it's really important to learn CPR. You know, I'm surprised uh, how many occupations or professions and businesses out there don't have a qualified or trained CPR individual on their staff sometimes. I mean, not I'm not talking about anything directly related to health or medicine or uh, health care, but, you know, just, just everyday type of businesses. You would think that they would think of things like that, but it really, uh, you know, it's off the radar for a lot of uh, businesses, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's unfortunate. And I don't think there's enough attention to it. And so about 40% of people experience out of hospital cardiac arrest, get the help they need uh, before any professional arrives. So only about 40%. That speaks to what you're saying in the sense that if we train, and it doesn't take a lot of training, like you can do hands only CPR. uh, It's real simple. You call 911. 
uh, or you send somebody to call 911 and you just start compressions. Don't worry about the breath part. Mm-hmm. It's fairly clear. Um, but you're right. It's, uh, it's, not, it's not the level that we need in the community. All right. And is it still, um, if m- most people listening to this show are old enough to remember the Bee Gees song, Staying Alive, and that's usually the, uh, uh, the, the rhythm that you would, as far as the speed of which you give chest compressions, uh, what, what is it, 130 uh, times a minute or something like that? Yeah, 100%. That's exactly it. So you're just going... The Bee Gees song, and you're right. Only only certain people are gonna remember that song. Now, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. We need to, maybe the agent needs to update that. But uh, you're right. And so that the hundred, hundred, hundred twenty uh, beat, uh, compressions okay. per minute, about two inches. Really, like, and the key to it is just kind of um, oscill- like the hip movement. And so you're kind of so what people do is they often push with their back. But if you just kind of drop it, maybe it's just kind of a bigger person. But it, that'll give you the longevity, and you just kind of keep going. Right. Like a, sort of like a, a hip is a fulcrum, and you just kind of just keep going to 120 and just get into a nice rhythm and just keep going. I know it's hard to do that when you're under stress, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. just remember that song in the background. It'll also serve as a mantra to keep you focused. So that is really important. And don't worry about the breath. Send somebody to go get call 911 and just keep going. Okay. That's so, no, you, uh, and especially in the days, days or the age of COVID. Uh, people don't have to worry about mouth-to-mouth oh, resuscitation. Yeah, exactly. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, uh, so... One, one thing to, Yeah, go ahead, please. Go ahead. No. Oh, one thing to mention, though, is that I, mean, I, I was reading about the survival rates and the, the differences in women and men who get CPR. And just in this, it will kind of, you know, right now, health inequities are really important, gender, race, and different things. And one thing uh, is, is that uh, women tend to get CPR uh, less so yes, than men. That's right. So, uh, yeah, and their chances of survival are actually probably lower because of that. And mm-hmm. there's different stigmas associated with it, just because I don't know. Maybe some people feel like uncomfortable, but you're if someone's you know clearly dying, it's important to get in there and do your best to help them. But just keep that in mind if you have some sort of barrier and maybe subconscious. I don't know what, but anybody who's down, you probably want to check while they're down. Mm-hmm. Why is a person passed out? Right. So. Is it is it because of the anatomy of of women versus men? I mean, you know, you have a flat chest for, for with men, and then uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, and how we do sex education and our sort of like just our whole like you know stigma and anxiety around um, you know that kind of stuff is is really important to overcome when it's a life saving. You know, I'm lucky because I'm a doctor, so I don't I can you know I don't have those things. But I feel like, or I have less so those things. Um, mm-hmm. But I think um, it's important that you just see a person and you see them, they're, they're not doing well. And most of the people who you're going to see, the chances are it's going to be in your home or it's going to be um, somebody you know. That's or right. it's going to be in mm-hmm. a nursing home. So it's, that's really important that you get on it because the chances that could be a relative is, is high. Yeah, yeah, definitely, most definitely. And just to conclude, the... Um the gender differences in CPR and why people are hesitant to uh, more so with women to, to give CPR to a woman in distress. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it has to do with anatomy and, and uh, would bigger breasts be, uh, would that make any difference in the, the chest compressions or uh, what? No, you know what? If you're going to someone's laying there and so you're, you can, you can reach the sternum because the breast tissue isn't on the sternum area. So you're right. getting, so you're going a little bit below the sternum. You get, you just go there, and you just. So that chest area should not be an issue. You're reaching over, and you're just compressing the chest. Okay. Um, and I think that's 
Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, I mean that's that's it. So that should not be. And you're just you're pushing your two hands. You can the American Heart Association website is great because it'll just tell you. And there's actually a Demar Hamlin challenge on there, but it says basically learn CPR and has videos on it. But but you can see the video. It's like you're right in the middle of the chest. The breast tissue shouldn't be an issue. Um, two hands, and then you just kind of press. Now, one thing that Doctor Zahn, Doctor Khan, excuse me. Uh, one thing that comes to mind is uh, a few weeks ago we had Doctor Michael Horn on, uh, a plastic surgeon. We did a, a show on cosmetic surgery, and he's done over ten thousand breast augmentations. And and you know, there's the different densities in in breast tissue with women. Would that make a difference in in how uh, effective a person would be at at CPR for a woman? Um, whether they have no, implants I, I, or you know whether they have dense breast tissue versus non-dense. No, okay. no. The only yeah, no. The only the only well the only time I'm careful is if someone just had open heart surgery in well, the yeah. OR like sure. post <laughs> Okay, all right. Okay, maybe I got to be careful. Everything else is pretty much you you can go right. Okay. So it's like basically like you just because that that area right in the center of the chest it shouldn't have any. I mean, the breast tissue should fall to the wayside, right, either side. Right. And you should be good. You okay. just kind of just go at like any anybody. Okay. And then if Man. you would speak, one, just to conclude this uh, segment of the program or, or what we're talking about as far as CPR, uh, talk about the Good Samaritan laws uh, so people really don't hit, Because I, I think a lot of the deterrent is that people feel feel they would be liable and they get sued or, you know, I mean, in our American litigious society, uh, they, they might feel that they might be legally responsible if they do something wrong with regard to CPR on a woman. Oh, yeah. No, there's federal and state protection, liability protection for anybody performing CPR to try to save a life. So that's like that should not be a concern. Um, there's definitely legal protection there. And the other the other piece is when you're when you're in trouble, I don't I mean, I'm sure you've heard this psychologically is the idea of diffusion of responsibility. So oftentimes when you're in a I mean, I'm kind of ripping off of where you were, but just when you, because there's multiple reasons why people don't help. But one thing is you want to, you want to point to somebody. And so you want to make sure you call out names. Um, and so if you need, if you're doing uh, CPR and you need somebody else to go say, Hey, you go and point to that person. Do not say, Hey, I need to help. I need help. Don't uh-huh. say general stuff. Just look at people, especially if you're in a city. Okay. Because in a city, people are kind of in their own mind. Like sometimes right. it's a little easier if you're in a smaller town, but in a city, there's this diffusion of responsibility. Somebody else is going to help. And you have to get people out of their mind frame. So um, definitely, so it may be that they're worried about liability. It may be that they're just not paying attention because it's in a city. And so you have to just kind of call people out um, and have them break their sort of trance. Mm. Yeah, you know, that that's uh, interesting because I... I was involved in giving CPR to somebody, and he had he was in full cardiac arrest. Unfortunately, he didn't make it. This is a couple of decades ago. But there was, you know, everybody around panicked, and, and they froze, and there was nobody to help me and, until the, the paramedics got there. And, and actually, no, um, after a while, a nurse uh, did, uh, an off-duty nurse did assist me. But, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, it, it would have been nice to have other people, you know, taking turns or, like you said, if, if somebody else knew CPR, then you could do a, a kind of a tag team situation or... Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, okay, we're way late and taking a break, uh, Dr. Khan. So uh, when we come back, I have many more questions for you on heart health. Sure. If you're just joining us, clinical cardiologist Dr. Zia Khan is with us talking about American Heart Month. We'll talk about uh, the American Heart Association's uh, various activities this month to kick off 
Heart Month, and uh, of course it's the month of love, but uh, you know, matters of the heart, uh, and it all ties in together. We'll talk about preventive measures uh, to prevent heart disease, as well as smoking and vaping. I have some interesting information on that, and then other preventive measures such as diet, physical activity, uh, sleep, and of course stress reduction. And he's going to give us life's essential eight. Uh, you'll want to make a note of those as well as the latest treatments via drugs or procedures or surgical techniques, bypass. We, we want you to bypass having to have a bypass. So uh, listen up all hour long. And if you can't be with us this morning, our show is rebroadcast tonight, 12 hours from the time you're listening to it right now on the station you're listening to right now. I'm David Snow here on Dr. Health Radio. Stick around if you want to stay healthy. When it comes to probiotics, why do employees, managers, and owners of health stores recommend and personally take Theralac more than any other brand? Results. Fast results. In fact, Theralac is the fastest-acting medicinal-strength probiotic. With patented stomach acid-resistant delivery, prebiotic stimulation, and guaranteed potency, Theralac restores regularity fast while providing all the long-term benefits of the superior probiotic supplement. Don't be fooled by probiotic products that promise higher potencies or more strains of beneficial bacteria. High potency means nothing without delivery, and more strains are not necessarily better. Theralac is optimally formulated for results. Theralac, the high-potency probiotic with guaranteed strength, delivery, and stimulation, supporting your digestion, regularity, and immunity. Theralac, available in the refrigerated section of your favorite health store. For more information, go to theralac.com. Curcumin-rich theracurmin from Natural Factors is a special form of curcumin, the yellow pigment of turmeric that has shown many wondrous health benefits. Theracurmin represents a major scientific breakthrough. Clinical studies show that when it comes to absorption, theracurmin is by far number one. Finally, the powerful health benefits of curcumin can be realized with curcumin-rich theracurmin. To learn more, visit naturalfactors.com. Noni has been used by Polynesians and Hawaiians for over 2,000 years as their main medicinal plant. Now our new products bring the power of noni fruit to you in a pleasant-to-use form. Noni fruit leather is made from pure, organic, unfermented fruit and offers relief for many health problems inside and out. Our soothing lavender noni lotion helps with pain, skin ailments, and sports injuries. Noni fruit leather and lavender noni lotion are available online or at most health food stores. Try our noni lotion and fruit leather for improved health and energy. Don't you wish your life came with a warning app? Stop. That dog does not want to be petted. (laughs) A heads up before something bad happens. You should not send bad texts. Uh-oh. Life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but prediabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can reverse prediabetes and prevent or delay type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihadprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Snow. 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 That would be me. That is David Snow on your radio. From cancer to cholesterol, vaccines to vitamins. If it has to do with your health, you'll hear it here on Dr. Health Radio's original health news magazine. Welcome back to Weekend Primetime Health Talk Radio. Here where we help you feel like you're in the prime of your life. And one thing's for sure, today 
You are as old as you've ever been and as young as you will ever be. And speaking of age, let's talk to Dr. Zia Khan, a cardiologist, and talk about the average age of a first heart attack. Dr. Khan, what is the statistic there? Oh, uh, that's a good question. Um, Probably, and so I'll tell you, so for me, I'm about mid-40s. It's probably older than that, probably 60s, 70s, I imagine. Uh, Anecdotally, I kind of know I'm in the heart attack range. I'm in a certain type. What I would say is uh, people have what's called a STEMI or an emergency heart attack starts around this age, um, Mm. which is why I changed my health behaviors recently. Oh, um, you did. Say, tell, uh, do tell. Yeah. <laughs> put, let me put you on the spot. How, what did you do to uh, improve your health habits, your lifestyle? And oh, a lot. I see. I was creeping up into my to the ages where I start to see patients, and so yeah, I don't know. I uh, I bought a rowing machine. Oh, I yeah. um I, I probably exercise about at least an hour a day of moderate. Right. Day. At least an hour, a day, probably an hour and a half. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's the fear of God right there, because I'm seeing all these heart attacks. And I'm like, oh, I'm hitting that age. And so uh, mainly just exercising. I, get, I don't eat meat. I only eat vegetables. I eat some eggs. Um, but base, And I avoid processed foods. Good for uh, you. Low glycemic index foods. Yeah, only, really it's only because it's, it's not an abstract concept to me anymore, because yeah. I am getting in that age. So, so practical advice. To 70s, the older you... Yeah. yeah, the older you get, the higher chances of having a heart attack. So um, it just increases with age. But you start to see it around the middle ages, 50s, 60s, and it goes up and up. All and right. so that's generally how it goes, yeah. Yeah, birthdays are dangerous to your health, <laughs> having too many that's of them. That's right. <laughs> Although having exactly. a birthday every year guarantees longevity and old age, and so it's a two-edged sword, right? <laughs> but anyway. Let's yeah, and most of that's from a plaque, plaque buildup. Yes, yes, exactly. Right, right. Now, as far as preventive measures, obviously you mentioned a few, diet and exercise, physical activity. Uh, Let's talk about sleep and stress reduction. Stress is kind of like the master disease, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly right. And so basically, so the American Heart Association has this uh, idea called the essential eight, which is nutrition, diet, physical activity, nicotine, and sleep. Mm. Um, and then the BMI, and then lab factors like your B, or clinical factors like your BMI, cholesterol, blood sugar, and blood pressure. But to answer your question first, uh, stress, sleep, nutrition, exercise—some people call those the four pillars of health—and they inter- they're interdependent, right? So if you're That's not right. if you're getting really stressed, you don't sleep. Um, if you're really if you're not sleeping, you get stressed. You don't eat well because if you don't sleep well, your cortisol levels go up. You get more hungry. And right. People who eat less mm-hmm. eat more, and then you eat more processed food which is increasing your insulin resistance, which causes diabetes. So it's like a, the opposite of a virtuous, a negative feedback cycle, I, w- I guess, or spiraling cycle if you don't get enough sleep. So the four key pillars of health, the, f- the four fundamental pillars are stress reduction, stress, nutrition, exercise, uh, and sleep. Yeah, That's yeah. it. And so focus on those things, yeah. All right. Now, uh, since you mentioned smoking, uh, let me talk about vaping because I know the American Heart Association has uh, some interesting information on vaping. Here's uh, some uh, interesting, let's see, this comes from uh, Proceedings of the American uh, Physiological Society Conference, the Cardiovascular Aging, um, and it talks about vaping, how just one e-cigarette starts first stages of heart disease. Uh, this is not a healthier option by any means, uh, smoking for just... Smoking one for just five minutes can start the damage to the arteries, and within an hour, arteries that feed blood to the heart narrow by around 30%. I mean, this is astounding research. This is from 
West uh, Virginia University, and they found that, let's see, let me just uh, share a few other tidbits with you. Uh, They shouldn't be regarded as safe. We're talking about the the vaping or e-cigarettes or even a safer option to real cigarettes because they tested uh, cigarettes effect on the diameter of blood vessels on the stiffness of the aorta, which is a a sign of heart disease and a group of uh, mice, uh, the aortic stiffness being an indicator of heart disease commonly seen in older people. And then the the effects were seen within the first hour and symptoms worsened with more persistent use of e-cigarettes. So aortic stiffness was twice as bad as in the non versus non-smokers. So not a good thing. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense because a lot of it's like vessel reactivity. And so, and there's also, I mean, probably some degree of nicotine. And so it comes down to nicotine. And so you're taking an inhaled nicotine. So you're inhaling it, it's going straight in high doses as fast as it can as a delivery system, right? And so it causes that vasoconstriction. If you ask a smoker, a good portion of smokers, I'm a cardiologist, I see people for chest pain, for heart pain, right. they get it when they smoke. So mm-hmm. the smoking is causing an acute reaction. So it's not only, oh, long-term, if I get, I can have an abstract idea of when I'm 50 or 60. If I'm not, no, it's like when you smoke your cigarette, it could be one of the highest times you have a heart attack because yes. of that um, vasoconstriction. Right, and that's right. nicotine. So it could be vaping as well because it's inhaling that nicotine it's it's problematic yeah even if so it you're wasn't right, carcinogenic the, the nicotine itself but being a vasoconstrictor yeah that's not not a good thing and, exactly and you know i, I did a, a segment earlier in the show in the monologue uh, where the jewel uh, cartridges deliver three times the nicotine of e-cigarettes uh which oh, is crazy. It, it's it's kind of like known as the iphone of e-cigarettes i mean that which is not a good thing uh, but that's a, another uh program we'll have to to um, address uh, more in, in depth. Now, uh, getting back to lifestyle habits and, uh, and you know, let's talk about numbers because you alluded to, um, you know, like BMI, although there's some controversy there as far as whether those numbers, uh, if you should really live by those numbers, you know, because you can have a high BMI and be a Yep. A bodybuilder with a, a very yep. low percentage of body fat and, and be very healthy. Yeah. And uh, and then you can be but, underweight and uh, still not have a yes. high level of cardiac health. So there, there's... That's a, right. Yeah. So we want to mention that. Yeah. But There's a concept called the... There's also a concept called the obesity paradox I won't go into, but it's basically okay. what you said that... People can have, be, have a high BMI, but they have a high muscle content. Mm-hmm. Versus, they may do better with chronic illness versus people who don't. Because if, you, if you're going to get ill and you're older and you have a really low BMI, you may not have a lot of metabolic reserve. That's one thing. The other thing is waist-to-hip ratio is probably a better indicator. Ah. Central adiposity or central sort right. of your, your gut a tissue, mm-hmm. that's probably more accurate than BMI. BMI, in my mind, is like a surrogate for that. And so... The more accurate measure probably is your your waist to hip ratio and sort of that central fat that's linked higher to heart disease. And is that so why women are are healthier, even if they're say if you have a an overweight woman and an overweight man, if a woman is carrying most of their weight in their hips and and uh, uh, you know that part of the body. Yeah, that's uh, not, versus yeah, that, that's definitely not it. Yep. Yeah, and then that's the, definitely the, not a risk factor. Yeah, right, right. Not as much of a, because it's it's not the visceral fat. Uh, like like if it's a, a man has a pot belly, then chances are yeah. he, he's going to have a fatty liver and fatty other vital organs yeah. and everything too. Yeah, versus having yeah a, a lot of it has to do with hormones. Like so, when women yeah, get older, right. the risk goes back up to men because their hormonal balance change. I mean, change, right. changes. Yes. So you're right. 
That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, I think uh, even the American Heart Association sometimes uh, neglects triglycerides. I've seen so many studies where triglycerides is like so many times more important than your cholesterol levels or knowing your you know numbers there. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. T- Tell us how that's changing if it is. Yeah, so using non-HDL, which is basically LDL and triglycerides, and instead of total cholesterol to measure blood lipids is really important, as you said, because if you're the biggest driver is LDL, but if triglycerides are off, that's also a cardiovascular risk factor, so you have to account for both those things. And, you know, at least the triglycerides, cholesterol is a little bit more difficult, but um, triglycerides are pretty pretty tightly linked to processed carbohydrates. Exactly. So that's something you could change in your diet. That would It would affect your sugar risk. It would affect your triglycerides. Um, just watching, I mean, cause I'm not going to get off. So I will for a second. So it's, you know, the industry industries have to do what they have to do, right? The, the tobacco industry and the food industry has to do what it has to do. Right. And so they're going to come out and they're going to market vaping. No, they so have to do what like, they want to do. Come on. <laughs> they want to <laughs> well, make more profit. Money, right? They, they, they want to yeah, exactly. sugarcoat things, yeah. uh, no pun intended, but they want to, uh, yeah, you know, make exactly. it a, a seem or a per, be perceived as healthy when it, it's all when yep. it's all anything but healthy if if it's a processed food like you mentioned 100%. earlier. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Don't yeah, don't eat a food. Uh, you know, Jack Lane used to be on the show all the time, the Godfather of Fitness in America, and he always said, if, if it has a wrapper, throw it away. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Only eat fruits, right? fresh vegetables, yep. and and uh, things that come from from nature and the earth. So um, anyway, we That's need to right. take uh, one last break of the hour, Doctor, and when we come back, I have many more questions for you. We'll talk about treatments uh, give us some of the latest uh, uh, drug information for people that need to go on a prescription if they're managing heart conditions uh, maybe a new surgical technique or what's latest on transplants and bypasses hopefully we can bypass the bypass and what about long covid how it affects the heart let's talk about that when we return dr zia khan is my guest clinical cardiologist and medical director of queen's hospitals heart physician practice in honolulu We'll be back with more information on your heart here on our Heart Health Show, our annual show here to kick off American Heart Month on Dr. Health Radio. I'm David Snow. Don't go anywhere if you want to stay healthy. The pursuit of a healthy immune system is so important for our long-term health. And being healthy for the long-term is everyone's goal, right? So which immune health supplement is recommended for those who also have cardiovascular concerns? Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract. Aged Garlic Extract, regarded as one of the leading natural heart health supplements, has been clinically proven to help reduce high blood pressure and inflammation. Experts believe this alleviates demands on the body's energy stores, freeing it up to fight invaders. The result? A more responsive immune system. Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract begins with 100% organically grown garlic and is the most scientifically researched, highest quality, and best-selling odorless garlic extract supplement. And for extra support, get Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract Immune Formula 103. Try Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract for a healthy heart and a healthy immune system. Discover more at kyolic.com. That's K-Y-O-L-I-C dot com. 
Since 70% of your immune system is in your guts, don't you think it's time to take a little better care of it? After all, so many things you're doing to it are affecting its function. Not getting enough fiber, eating too much sugar, excess stress and alcohol, as well as that sedentary lifestyle. So maybe it's time for a tune-up, an intestinal tune-up, with the medical strength probiotics from Master Supplements. Their signature Theralac, recommended by doctors for more than 15 years, will rapidly colonize your intestinal tract with the specific gut-friendly strains of potent beneficial bacteria and their patent protected delivery system has garnered Theralac and their other probiotics with a worldwide reputation for results. There's also True Flora, a unique probiotic and enzyme blend with bio-cleansing effects and Trubifido, specifically formulated for colon support. See all of the Master Supplements products at your nearest natural food store or go to Theralac.com. Master Supplements, the probiotic pioneers. Mom, can I have some Sprite? Sure, honey. Thanks, Mom. You know what that is? That's the sound of my child thanking me for giving her something that's actually good for her teeth. Spry gum is part of the Spry Dental Defense System, a complete line of oral care products made with 100% xylitol, the all-natural sweetener with proven dental benefits. So when we're at home, my whole family uses Spry toothpaste and mouthwash to help strengthen our teeth and reduce the risk of tooth decay. And when we're on the go, I just throw some Spry gum and mints right into my bag. My kids love it, and I love that it's all natural. No sugar, no aspartame, or any other chemicals. Just think of that. I reward my kids for taking care of their teeth at home by giving them gum and mints on the go that are good for their teeth. Visit SpryDental.com or ask for Spry by name at your local health food store. You can also ask your dentist about Spry. And make sure your mouth is receiving all the benefits of 100% xylitol products. At Vitamin Shop, Sprouts, Kroger, and most natural product retailers. Find a retailer near you at clear.com. Welcome back to your weekly dose of verbal vitamins. It's David Snow on your radio. Thanks so much for joining us on the Cure for the Common radio show. We are clinically proven to raise your health IQ levels without any side effects. But I must warn you, there may be special effects. So uh, <laughs> we want to warn you about that. And uh, But those are positive. I mean, you might be a healthier person at the end of the weekend versus right now. Uh, and, you know, it's a relief to know the truth about all those conflicting medical studies since we're talking about heart, heart disease and we have Dr. Zia Khan on the program. Uh, here's uh, some valuable information. The Japanese eat very little fat and suffer heart, fewer heart attacks than the British or Americans. The French eat a lot of fat and also suffer fewer heart attacks than the British or Americans. The Chinese drink very little red wine and suffer fewer heart attacks than the British and Americans. The Italians drink excessive amounts of red wine and also suffer fewer heart attacks than the British and Americans. The Germans, well, they drink a lot of beer and eat a lot of sausages and fats and suffer fewer heart attacks than the British or Americans. So the conclusion, eat and drink what you want. Speaking <laughs> English. Speaking English is apparently what kills you. <laughs> anyway, I had to put that in there. Awesome. To, to, uh, uh, just, you know, because a lot of people, Dr. Khan, as you know, they'll, they'll refer to the French you know, they don't know yeah. that, that they have some yeah. of the highest uh, cirrhosis and liver disease rates because they're, you know, they might have lower heart disease rates, but uh, their their livers are shot from the alcohol they drink uh, or, you know, so much wine. And, you know, different different ethnicities or cultures or countries 
uh, you know, everybody has uh, there. There's benefits and risks to every lifestyle and diet, uh, dietary uh, routine, and yeah. you know what you eat and so on. So you really have to tailor it to yourself, don't you? No matter what ethnicity you are, no matter you know your age, background, That's right. um, occupation, etc. So, but we're just giving you guidelines to go by, and you formulate your own heart healthy program. So let's get back to. Um, if people do have a heart condition or something, they can't, uh, you know, they, they are already, well, maybe something, something they're born with, you know, they're a congenital condition or an, yeah. inher- an inherited tendency uh, or occupational uh, risk. So, so let's talk about treatments. I'm, I'm trying to get too many words and <laughs> and uh, too little time, but let's talk about the latest, you know, I know that you have to prescribe drugs for certain patients, but you would prefer that they change their lifestyle, but sometimes drugs are necessary, of course, and they can be lifesavers in many situations, especially in regard to heart disease. So give us a rundown on, you know, is it still the, the, the you know, uh, statins and, and uh, all the, you know, the, uh, the uh, diuretics and all the, the yeah, standard, right. the type yeah, of prescriptions? For, yeah, for so for different disorders, it is kind of standard. There's some new stuff coming out with antibodies and like there's this this class of drugs called PCSK9 inhibitors for cholesterol that have just been crazy. Like the LDLs have been crazy low. Uh, you know, statins are still indicated for people who have heart attacks, but if they can't take statins, these injectables are doing great things. In the diabetic front, there's been a lot of advances with some of these drugs that um, control glucose but also affect weight loss. Oh. Uh, and so that's been really promising. Yeah, like semaglutide is one, and there's trisapatide that All came right. out. So, okay. yep. uh, and these drugs, you can lose a ton of weight, and it can change your metabolic. It can help, but the only issue is what happens long term. Like you're going to gain weight when you stop. And so, I, again, the, to me, the, the foundation of the pyramid is those four things: nutrition, sleep, stress, and uh, exercise. But there is some big advances in the diabetic drugs that improve your cardiovascular risk profile, okay. and that's been really promising. And since you mentioned diabetics, Dr. Khan, it's important to mention that most diabetics, they die of heart disease, right? Not the actual diabetes. Yeah. You know, that's... 100%. Yeah, yep. Yeah, exactly. So. All right. It's like let, the major driver of heart disease, yeah. Okay. And let's talk about comorbidities with uh, COVID and then talk about long COVID as it relates to the heart. I've seen many articles where that's one of the the vital organs that suffers the most, our most vital of organs. Uh, and, uh, you know, and of course there's the side effects of, uh, some vaccines. I mean, uh, at a lower percentage, of course, than long COVID, but, uh, the vaccines themselves, uh, can cause heart issues with younger individuals, yeah. especially young men. Uh, but, uh, talk about long COVID, if you will, uh, as it relates to heart disease and heart conditions. Yeah, that's been interesting. It's, you know, so any, so Basically, it seems like almost anything can happen. The heart is happening with long COVID. So it could be rhythm disorders. And so you can have atrial fibrillation. You can have um, just inflammation of the heart muscle. You can have blood clots, coronary disease, heart attacks, heart failure. Um, It's like whatever you see something, I see it in clinic. I see it more often than I want to see it. Mm. And the issue is you really can't. I mean, it stays until it goes. And then people are on trying to rehab. and They're trying to get stronger. They're trying to make lifestyle changes. But it's really difficult, and I don't know if there's an overall cure. First of all, I wonder, you know, it affects the heart in so many different ways. It probably affects the body in so many different ways. So I, I don't even know how you begin to – honestly, I don't know how you begin to treat it. Um, but smarter people than me are working on it, I hope. so. 
Okay. And is yeah. it age dependent? In other words, if a person is, uh, you know, the older the person, uh, the patient, uh, are they going to have more heart complications conceivably from the uh, having long COVID? Yeah. I mean, if you have, so if you're young, you can, it increases your risk of having heart problems like yeah. significantly, oh. but the rates, the prevalence is, is, is low. So if say two in a hundred thousand heart attacks, uh-huh. It may go up to five and a hundred thousand, but if you look at a person who's seventy, their rate, their baseline rate is probably a hundred and a hundred thousand. So they may go up to one hundred and fifty thousand. So the jump may not be as much, but the actual numbers are probably higher in the older. But if you're younger, mm-hmm. your percent, your relative risk, your percentage chance goes up significantly. So uh-huh. it affects throughout ages, but just remember the baseline rate is pretty small in young people, but it will definitely increase your rate regardless of age. And there's no known, I mean, we don't really know what we're, to be honest, the way I look at the data, and maybe I'm just, my general tense is, sense of it is that we don't know how to treat this, and we're treating symptomatically. Uh-huh. So if someone has a heart attack, we're treating them like a heart attack, but it's a different type of heart attack, right, because it's due to COVID. So, and how does that come into play? And I'm not sure yet. And so that's, uh-huh. that's me. As you were but, saying, yeah, uh, anyway, the, the treatments, or, or you, you, you were saying that uh, so many of the symptoms, I mean, you're just treating the symptoms versus getting to the root cause, which is so, so evident and, or so prevalent in medicine today. Uh, you know, yeah. it's, it's like uh, cookbook medicine, you know, here's, here's this drug for that disease or condition. And we only have a couple minutes left. I, I hate to cut you short here, but um, uh, give us the uh, American Heart Association's website. Is it a, it's still AHA.org? Yeah, or heart.org. Yep, heart.org, exactly. yeah. So heart. that should be, okay. yeah. All right. That's there, yep. Okay, and uh, let's see. Um are you still accepting patients uh, for our uh, Hawaii listeners? Our practice is Queens Heart Institute is accepting patients. We have like 28 providers, heart surgeons, interventionalists, cardiologists. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are accepting patients, but definitely if someone needs to see a heart doctor, well, the state should accommodate you. If not our practice, somebody should. Okay, great. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Khan. You're invited next year, next February 2024, to be with us once more. Yeah, uh, thank you. It'll be a, a, a trifecta. You'll be a three. I, actually, I think this is, is this your third time already being on? I know it's I think my second. Second, okay, okay. So uh, it'll be. Uh, well, I always enjoy third time will be a charm. Yeah, I always enjoy yeah. having you. <laughs> All right, Dr. Khan, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks, David. All Bye. Right. There goes Dr. Zia Khan clinical cardiologist and here we go with another edition but join us next week for heart health part two from a preventative and nutritional perspective we'll have a guest expert on for that also an expanded sexual health segment for valentine's day weekend on next week's show as well i'm david snow thanking you so much for joining us this week join us again next week same time same station for another edition of the program until then remember it's not how long you live it's how you live long aloha Have a healthy week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.